the stop button because it's time to not be playing but rather to be not playing with lex and dan i'm lex and i'm dan <laughs> dan is still flummoxed <laughs> by the past seven <laughs> seconds of this podcast I, yeah, I thought about not introducing myself and just saying <laughs> and that was a terrible <laughs> intro <laughs> it was and you know i believe i'm telling you the truth i believe we are about to watch a terrible movie i've been thinking about this for a couple of days oh okay Tonight we are watching our second Bond film. The first one we watched together, well, my second. The first one we watched together was Goldfinger, but tonight we're watching On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I have many thoughts already. Okay. All right. I mean, so as we discussed at the end of last episode, this is actually a Bond movie that I have not seen. Certainly yeah. not in entirety. And I don't think I've seen, I mean, I might have seen a clip here and there, but I definitely haven't seen any significant chunks of it. I do have some knowledge of things that happen and of who's in it but that's, Nobody likes that's a about it dan that's about it uh, i haven't seen it um that's the whole premise <laughs> the uh so these are my concerns number one it's as bond titles go it's very bad this is a very bad title it's harder to sing on <laughs> majesty's secret, secret service, service. <laughs> it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Skyfall. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's not a good title. Like, it's not it's not a villain name. It's not like, you know, live and let die. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow never dies. Kill <laughs> bad guys. Like, it's just boring sounding. And sure. this, I can't remember who it is. You'll tell me. But whoever is playing James Bond, I believe you told me this is his only, I was going to say his or hers because that's how woke I am. <laughs> this is his or hers only James Bond film, which doesn't scream to me, I did great at this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that, I mean, I'll put it this way. I do think there are some people who think that he is underrated. But yeah, it definitely who seems like. So Who's George George Lazenby is the actor. He mm-hmm. was an Australian. I believe he was a was he like a model. Um, I don't remember. I'll, I'll look it up afterwards. But uh, he did his I, little thing on the catwalk. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, okay. I think he was. Um, I, I think I did read somewhere recently that he like went in to his audition or whatever, like in like almost in character, and like to the point where I I, I have to double check this afterwards. But he like picked up a suit that Sean Connery had ordered. <laughs> And, like, wore it to the audition, <laughs> which is a baller move. Don't get me wrong. Now, I'm wondering, when, when Sean Connery's been Bond successfully, and it's clearly, like, an, what is the word, iconoclastic role for him? I think uh, it's just iconic. It, just iconic. That, too? And um, bombastic. <laughs> but so, when like, was it intense to where audience is like, what? That's not, is, is it like if all of a sudden... I don't know. Good example here. If all of a sudden, like they rebooted Roseanne, except Roseanne was played by um, Elle McPherson, people be like, "That's not Roseanne. That's different." Like I, I don't know. That's I'm not gonna lie. I would, wa- I would actually watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that was a great. I, I, I don't. I don't know what the response is at the time. I mean, I think Connery left because he was, you know, he was done. He bored. was. He was ready Very to move bored. on, yeah. and. I, I yeah I honestly don't know how people received this change up in terms of the uh, the audience, but I have to imagine some people were probably put out a little bit. That said, I mean 
you know, that happens even now. I remember when Daniel Craig yeah. was brought in, and I remember because I wrote a blog post about people complaining that he it was because he's blonde. Right. And like people were really angry about that. <laughs> I was like, that seems like a really dumb thing to get angry about. Now, I did very little research before we watched this because <laughs> such is my wants. It's also the premise of the show, right? I'm going in blind. But I do know the Beatles, This he was their favorite Bond. And they wrote a song about him when people were mocking his performance. It was, lads and me, lads and me. No. <laughs> okay. It was a long setup <laughs> for a not good punchline. It's going to be a good show, people. <laughs> buckle in <laughs> yeah so i don't know we're going in we're going in not knowing much so this is now, this is good 007 is in theory on her majesty's secret service yes like this is part of the queen's secret service situation well i i always got that that was like i mean it's like a, it's like a subject right like oh on the matter of her majesty's secret service blah 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 mm. blah, blah 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 but like again yeah mm. i don't know it is it is a little unwieldy now, as we sit down to watch this film, we're, we're I think, a day, maybe two away from uh, a royal wedding. <laughs> so, it's basically, it's, that that's, also that's, involves Her Majesty. That's on Her Majesty's silver service. It's a little different. <laughs> it's close. It's similar. That was a good job. Uh, um, yeah, so this is 1969. So, this is five years after Goldfinger, which we watched last time. Um, so, there, you know, Bond There could have been did... five Golden Fingers by this point if they were doing one a year. <laughs> Bond, you know, Connery had done a bunch more Bond movies since then, or <laughs> two or three, I think. Um, so You're saying Connery only did four? No, or, no, no. Oh, oh, Goldfinger oh, wasn't the first one. Goldfinger was not the first one. Goldfinger was third, I think. So I think... Oh, uh, so he did a bunch. He actually came back after this, I think, We're because back. people, like, yeah, they probably came back and offered him a crap ton more money, because people right. were like, oh, yeah, that guy, that didn't work, because he comes back in 71 to do Diamonds Are Forever. And after which he is... I was wearing an Australian man's costume for a while. <laughs> uh, it was actually me. I don't have a Lazenby impression, I'm sad to say. I don't even know what he sounds like. I don't know what he looks like. Well, uh, we're going to find out. I guess he's not blonde. Well, at this point, you're going to have to guess, like, when we're watching this movie, like, is that James Bond? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, which one is he? Um, so Dan and I are about to watch. Uh, if you're just a free listener, that's fine, and we support you. But if you want to support us and The Incomparable, you can watch along with us. You can watch the movie as Dan and I watch. You just have to become a member of The Incomparable, which Dan can tell you how to do, because I don't know. <laughs> Lex, you should sign up to become a member of The Incomparable. It's easy. Yeah. All you have to do is go to theincomparable.com slash members, where you'll get the option to sign up for a number of our different plans, any one that suits you, uh, and you can allocate the funds that you uh, subscribe to towards any number of shows, including ours. And by becoming a member of The Incomparable, you get access to a ton of great perks uh you get access to bonus content you get access to a bootleg feed where you can listen to some shows before they get edited and posted and there are some even some special special other stuff that you might fans of ours dan such as they are who listen to inconceivable underscore know that uh listening to the bootleg feed of that show is one of the only places <laughs> podcast fans can hear jason snell swear loudly and repeatedly at me specifically <laughs> and if that's not bonus content i don't know what is so yeah. just to remind you go to the slash members and choose your uh your monthly subscription if you so like or you know just keep listening and you'll hear us talk about the movie after we've watched it now i will tell you before before the free listeners go away before we stop letting them hear you still get this premium content listeners i am expecting the following 
I, I want, uh, is his name Q to be back? Okay. Uh, with some cool tools. I'm hoping for, <laughs> well, that's not the right word. I am not hoping for, I am prepared to be a guest at some blatant misogyny <laughs> and yeah. womanizing, um, some weak martinis, and uh, that's about it. And by the way, I think that next time we do this, you and I should each have a martini in hand as Ooh, we watch. There's, there's an idea. Do you like martinis? No. Yeah, me I would not put olives in mine. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, just tastes like just tastes like vodka or, to me or whatever. I, I would do like an apple martini, like one okay, of the ones where yeah. it's like green. I do that. Yeah, yeah. We are that is that is how we roll. Apple martini, the official, stirred, the official shaken, drink. All yeah, of it. the official drink of not playing. I would like an apple martini watered down. <laughs> Hold the teeny, just an apple, <laughs> just one apple. Well, we're gonna watch, and we hope you'll watch along with us. Well, Dan. Well, Lex. We've seen it. We've seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I hated it. You hated it. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I sure didn't enjoy it. All right. It was uh, an interestingly different take from Connery, I feel like. Yeah. It felt like he lacked the Charisma. confidence. Yeah. Charisma. Yeah. He, yes. does, he seemed very... Uh, I think George Lazen becomes across very like, aw shucks. And yeah. it's a weird... It's a weird persona for James Bond. Oh my god, the girls. They're named by their country. <laughs> Chinese, Jamaican, American, Indian. Okay. Uh yeah, no, he didn't I, I listen. He doesn't have to be the same character. Well, I guess he doesn't literally have to be the same character. It should be the same uh imagining of that character, but he seemed unlikable to me. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite Bond, I agree. I know some people like him a lot and because they feel like he is kind of a departure from the other roles, but it, it, I think perhaps he's too much of a departure um, in terms of... I mean, there's a reason I feel like they went to Connery again immediately afterwards, and yeah. that's just like you know he he he's a star and i think that's that's well deserved right like yes. having seen their performances i know you didn't love goldfinger necessarily either but connery I, is he's he's got a presence i enjoyed the experience of watching goldfinger in a way that i did not enjoy the experience of watching this one yeah um i don't know well i mean i can admit to our listeners because you already know like i fell asleep <laughs> when we were watching it originally we had to pause and finish the movie another time and uh, I don't usually fall asleep during movies that I'm interested in, like ever. Um, I found the plot stupid. <laughs> I found the acting uninspired. I thought I I like Diana Rigg, honestly. The Tracy, I thought she was of, I mean, of Bond girls that we have seen so far. She seemed to have a little more dynamism, a little more agency. It's still, I mean. Still didn't stop her being treated and objectified. Oh my god! She also got punched. In she the got face. punched in the face by her father to put her to sleep. Um, and I mean, at least I do feel that she and James have a slightly more nuanced relationship than his other flings. But it's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, I, I guess you know, there's things that you look to James Bond movies for. I complained in the first one about the golf scene that went on and on and on. Yeah. Here there were scenes that I think were meant to be truly thrilling and exciting. Here is a chase scene, but like on skis, it is boring. <laughs> or in snow, it is boring. And it, it just it took a very, very long time. And then like after they did the one snow chase, you there, pointed there was, out, yeah. here's another sequel. snow chase. 
and I was okay with it being done the first time. I don't know. I, it just felt like it it had all the uh, ideas, elements, concepts of a Bond movie. And again, I'm not an expert here, but it just it didn't have the excitement that I expected. Like I thought that was the whole thing that it was supposed to be like enthralling and what's going to happen and whatever. But there's not a lot of suspense. Yeah, there's. I mean, some of the other I think uh, typical James Bond hallmarks don't we don't get as much of. Like there weren't a lot of gadgets, right? Um, it was low on gadgetry. That's low true. on gadgetry. He also has this. Um, I mean, as we remarked after the first time, it does seem like sometimes he's not particularly great at his job. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there are things that you can take for granted and that you can accept in a Bond film, right? The villain is going to make mistakes in terms of how is he imprisoning you. Right. And imprisoning him in the gondola gear situation was a poor choice. Sure. But it didn't feel like they earned it. Like, if you're going to do it in a hammy way... It should be hammier, and like the way he got out of it was boring. Yeah. It took him a long it time. It took him a long time, and it wasn't exci- like it wasn't like he got better. It's just like, well, let me try this other thing. It's just I don't know. Like it's weird because it seems to convey on the one on the one hand a sense of realism, and yet at the same time, that's absolutely not what you're looking for in your James Bond movie. Bond movie. That's right. That's right. Um, I know we don't have another. I don't think we of the previous certainly we didn't have Blofeld in that movie. He is a recurring villain. He's oh, played by. That. A bunch of different care, a bunch of different actors over the years. Telly Savalas is an odd choice. Yeah, I didn't think he was good either. Yeah, I don't think he. And in general, I think Telly Savalas is good, but it it felt it felt fake. It felt like like it was. I don't know. It felt like he wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of him, and the the whole fencing around the whole. It's a weird the weird obsession with the the title like his count title and getting a genealogist and all this yeah. like i i don't really it's it seemed like a weirdly thin veneer excuse to get him in <laughs> in in blofeld's company yes this one did definitely remind me of some dr evil moments though I would yes say. the cat and well i mean all I'm of that make... is typical blofeld yes. he wears the nehru suit he's got the right. cat he's bald yep and even just like the, I'm going to make them give me all the things I need. Yes, exactly. And I and well, as I'll a res- destroy the world. Yeah, I'll destroy the world with like a bunch of sleeper agents who have little like spray bottles of viruses, which in the end didn't really end up amounting to anything. Right. Um, and, and also, it's seemingly ripe for failure uh, dispensation mechanism. <laughs> yeah. You've got this poison that will kill many, many people. I feel like there's easier ways to spread it. Right. Or there's less risky ways of somebody accidentally using it yes. in their in their makeup kit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although the hypnotism that he, like, maybe that's what he should have focused on. Not, hey, I've got this really deadly toxin, but, like, I can truly hypnotize people in a very deep and realistic way that truly affects them for life. Like, that's what he should have gone with. Yeah. That's I mean, profitable. He was, yeah, he was really misdirecting his energies. He just, you know, he got caught up in the whole virus thing. Yes. And- that's kind of a mess. I did like the winkingness that we talked about in the beginning where uh, uh, this Bond said, you know, this never happened to the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that line going in and I knew um, I knew that he got married and that she died at the end. <laughs> Instantly. What a weird downer way to end it. Yeah. Get, is that to be deep? Is but that like to... Here's to... the thing. It could be It could be an interesting dilemma if it was then capitalized on in the next movie. But as I recall, I don't believe it may be alluded to at some point like i was married once or something but it doesn't really ever come up again and i don't know i mean he never got to consummate the marriage as far as i can tell 
Except for maybe in the barn? It was unclear. Well, no, no. Uh, that was pre-marriage. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, I don't think they had a lot of time oh, no. during he that He definitely drive. consummated the pre-marriage <laughs> in the barn with the uh, Pre-marital <laughs> consummation. I don't know how we feel about that. Um, but yeah, I, it seemed like a very odd and downer choice to end the movie. And then it got even weirder. I don't know. If, if you didn't watch along with us, she gets shot by a bad guy who gets away. And then somebody seems to come to his aid. It looks and, like a policeman, like, like a police on a motorcycle, some sort. yeah. And he's like, oh, no, she's fine. She's going to be fine. But no, she dead in his lap. And he's acting very weird about it. I think the idea was to him being, he's like supposed to be in shock, right? Yeah. But I think you, I think you may have hit the la- the, the limitations of Lazenby's acting there. <laughs> I think that that's an issue because I see what they were going <laughs> for, but I agree with you that it's pitched a little weirdly, like just from his delivery. And I think it may be because he doesn't, he seems to be okay when it's like some of the like humorous, lighthearted stuff, but like anything requiring a degree of depth, he did not really seem, he seemed out of his depth. Yeah. Yes. And there were, so there's two other things I wanted to bring up. One is you and I talked as we were watching about the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Almost all of which were cut aggressively. Yes. Like at and, the moment of impact, cut. At the badly. moment of impact, cut. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. with like many hands being inches away from the faces they were punching, etc. Is that a failure of how we directed movies in the 70s? I think that's part of it. I don't think we were... I mean, honestly, I don't, I mean, I don't have enough of a film background to say, but Why not? I would suspect... Here, I'm going I'm to totally conjecture. Is I feel like it wasn't until the 70s or so that we were really dealing with like good fighting stunt choreography because you know and i i don't know if you can solely lay it at the feet of something like you know bruce lee and that the advent of kung fu movies being part of it but certainly before that point i feel like the kind of combat we're seeing is like stage combat yes and it doesn't work as well in the movie right because the stage you're very controlling in terms of like where your audience is yep whereas in this your camera could be anywhere and you have to choose very carefully how you're going to block that out and i just don't think that they quite translated it well and it really took me out of those scenes right because they just cut away over and over again and it looks so fake to begin with it's also like now we're trained to have ridiculous movie punching sound effects which I also hate. And this didn't do that, at least, but it was just bizarre. So there was that. And then I also want to talk about just one moment uh, near the end when Mrs. Money, Miss Moneypenny is crying at James Bond's wedding. Yes. And he throws her his hat. Yeah. And you said, I know what they're going for here beyond just her lusting after him and him always leading her on. Well, I meant the hat specifically, like, because oh, he see. always throws his hat on the hat rack. But then you're kind of oh. equating her with a hat rack, and I feel weird about that. <laughs> I did not get that. Yeah, well, I mean, you've only seen one other movie, so right. it is like a recurring trope as he like throws his hat and the hat, the coat rack is behind her, so it's like I associated see. with her, but it. it's a, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to, they supposedly have this whole unrequited relationship, but it seems like... Well, he's newly single and ready to mingle <laughs> right at the end of the movie. He also had, doesn't really like, you know, he, he sleeps with like two other women during the course of this movie. And doesn't even though he's in love supposedly with Tracy, you know, it seems like he doesn't take it entirely seriously. I don't know. Does he not sleep with her because like she is different, uh, you know, and like he he believe you know like he actually has feelings for her as opposed to the other women who don't mean anything to him. Right. I guess that's what they're going for. But I suppose it's. I mean, it's James Bond. I don't know how much we can do. Well, all right, we've got two bonds down. We've got four bonds to go. Who's our next bond? Our next bond is Roger Moore. Okay. who is the, um, as I mentioned you before, uh, up until this point, he's the first English Bond, and he is uh, one of the longer-tenured Bonds. So he lasts uh, through most of the 70s into 
the uh, into the early '80s. Um, so we're going to be watching for your eyes only, uh, which I would have to look up and tell you what year it is. But well, I assume that he will leave me wanting more. Mm. Well, it's too bad because after that we have to move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say more. What? That's true. That's true. More. More Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Bond. More Bond. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time when we are watching for our eyes only. (laughs) For your eyes only? For my eyes only. Everyone's eyes. She melted! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mel's like, finger I like, I'll just leave my robe Here outside I, I, I'll leave these premises Completely naked <laughs>